Hey, Gore Friends, this is Mars. And Sori. And welcome back to another episode of Gore Friends, where we take deep dives into all sorts of horror movies. Um, and today we have a really interesting uh, movie to talk about today that Story covered. Uh, Story, you want to go ahead and let the listeners know what you chose? Absolutely. Today we are covering Pontypool. 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 Um, you got to say it with your radio voice, Mars. Hello, Pontypool. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Pontypool. Yes. You guys want, you guys know what that movie's about? Because you, you, I don't think you'll be able to know by the title of it. Because we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, no same, one does. No, no one knows. Pool doesn't know oh, what Pontypool is about. I'm excited to talk about how this movie is very confusing. Stay tuned, you guys. <laughs> As we mentioned before in our lovely intro, we are covering Pontypool. Uh, Pontypool was uh, released in 2008. The synopsis for this movie is, according to IMDb, a radio host interprets the possible outbreak of a deadly virus which infects the small Ontario town he is stationed in. So with that being the synopsis story, you want to go ahead and uh, tell us why you chose this movie? Absolutely, I do. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, <laughs> so Monty had been talking to me about this movie for like most of our relationship. And then like last year, I think it was I, I finally watched it because mm-hmm. they put it back on on Amazon. And so I was like, all right, we can rent it it's mm-hmm. back on Amazon. Very good. And I just I had to process it and digest it and then I, we tried to talk about it and I was like I need another opinion <laughs> I need more opinions what I is need, what is Monty's opinion is Monty's like yo this is dope or is yeah Monty no like- no we both enjoy the movie we okay. both enjoy the movie the thing that we had to process and digest is what happened yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out this disease that's happening mm-hmm. and figure out what they're trying to say how we would survive in this situation mm-hmm. how we would communicate and there are just so many things like possible themes and and stuff to go into it I just I enjoyed the movie I like the one location simplicity of it I felt mm-hmm. you would as well and I just really want to talk about it and I want other people to talk about it so we can figure it out together <laughs> it's a group effort it's good yes. group effort yes. um all righty well good reason I think that's a pretty great reason to pick a movie because you, know. you want someone else to talk about it <laughs> um well with that being said as for the crew um the, it was directed by Bruce McDonald it was written by Tony Burgress um who actually sounds familiar i'm clicking on his name on imdb as we speak um i think i'm he's just an like, author 
He's okay. an author. Just an author. Okay. I don't know why the last name sound really familiar to me. Do not know why. It's it's a it's kind of a common last name. Like I it's a I, I'm sure there's like an actor with the same last name. Yeah. Um yeah, Burgess is like a it's out there. It's out there. Okay. Cause you know, I'd be looking yeah. at MDB. I'm like, where else would I see them from? Um as for the actors, uh, we have Stephen McCaddy as Grant Mazzy. We have Lisa Hole as Sydney Breyer. Um, let's see. Those are our main people. It's a very limited crew, uh, actors um, mm-hmm. type situation, which is awesome. Um, let's see. I want to also mention Georgia Riley as Laurel Ann. And yes, unless Laurel you have Ann. any, do you have any special um, honorable mentions? Yeah, so... Rick Roberts as Ken, Ken the helicopter mm-hmm. man, the voice Air acting. quotes for a helicopter, air quotes yeah. over helicopter. No, no, I believe I've let him have it. He's <laughs> in the sky, doing the, giving us the good news on the weather, recording the weather. And Dr. Mendez, uh, played by um, Grant Alianek. And um, he, I thought, was a very interesting character very kind of like spazzy and quirky character so i just thought he deserved to mention as well because that's literally like our whole cast that's right it there. that's yeah. the entire cast very very limited um, um so with that being said we can just hop on over in our funny cool scary segment i don't know why i hesitate with scary i was like scary segment like um, I mean, is it scary <laughs> Kind of. Uh, it's a little, a little scary. Um, but to start us off, let's hop into funny. So, what made you ha ha with this ha, movie? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, the parking sign was the first ha ha. Um, the sign was just like really basic. You could tell that uh, Grant Mazzy is just like this kind of big time radio personality mm-hmm. that probably mm-hmm. fell on hard times and then moved mm-hmm. to this tiny town in alaska and they're just trying their best uh and it's not fancy it's not um yeah it's just it's not glamorous whatsoever and so he like comments like makes little comments about that throughout and and starting with the parking space it's like okay um and then Ken actually sitting in a truck playing sound effects like yes. that's pretty great um it just it just adds to the small town vibe of it's this. the fact that everybody knows yeah and just mm-hmm. goes along with it <laughs> yep that it's like but why but I guess they need that they need to know what it feels like to maybe have that I don't mm-hmm. know it's like the whole town is playing pretend and I thought yeah. it was cute yeah, it's very uh, cute. And uh oh my god, Lawrence and the Arabians. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the cringe oh, of it all. Okay. So much cringe. Can we get some context? Can we get some context? So context. So Grant all this crazy stuff is going on this morning. Like today, like people are rioting there's like all this crazy stuff going on because of this disease and nobody really knows what's happening it's happening in real time and grant is a dj uh literally trying to 
deliver the news as he's getting it from Laurel Ann and Sydney. And they're just like typing up the transcripts for him to read as they're on the phone mm-hmm. with people trying to figure out what's happening and he's reading it live. And so he's wanting to stay on this topic and cover it. And Sydney's like, all right, we got to take a break. We don't have anything right now. Go to Lawrence and the Arabians. And then Lawrence and the Arabians is just this group of white people in blackface <sighs> singing, God. singing like about the Middle East. And oh it's just Cringe. very cringy. They're not good. They feel it, they give the impression that they're like small town thespians that are just they think they're giving and it's not giving anything <laughs> they gave us offense they gave us the bigotry yeah um they gave us racism uh <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so i was just like oh okay all right lawrence of the arabians and grant had it up to here he wasn't with <laughs> he was it. over it um and then he when his agent kept calling him and then he made his agent listen to lawrence and the arabians <laughs> i was like a punishment he's like listen to lawrence and the arabians here you go he just let let the agent listen to it through the phone and i was like that's great that's great um and I couldn't understand why they chose Osama bin Laden. Like, most of my Yo. funnies are about Lawrence and the Arabians <laughs> and just different notes. But, like, why Osama bin Laden? And then oh the next one attached to it is, why dress up for radio? Why right? blackface? Oh. Like, you're on the radio. <laughs> no you're reason. not even there in oh front of a God. camera. The audience can't see you. Why are you guys in costume? I think Grant was kind of tripping off of that too. Like, why do you have to wear a costume to be on the radio? It just doesn't make sense. And it the irony of them pretending to be uh, a group of people from a desert nation and they're in Alaska. Ontario. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they're in. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're in Canada. That's right. Because they speak Canadian French in here. So, mm-hmm. like, they're in Canada, but, like, in a blizzard like the cold you know you it's, know it's can it's cold it's Canada, cold y'all know how y'all yeah. y'all be up there cold <laughs> and so i'm like wow the irony of it all yeah the irony um but uh, why dress up um and then the comment about okay after ken died and Rip, blair Rip was ken. kind of beat up about it um Grant was trying to console her and he was like, I'm sure he was a great man. <laughs> I <laughs> was like trying too. to be a good person. And she was like, no, we never let the kids go near Ken. I was like, she was like, he's not a pedophile, not but, a pedophile we but we couldn't let him let the kids go near us. It's like, that's worrisome. And I just, uh, I like, but you're mourning this person? I don't know. Grant didn't know what to do at that point. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I like it was such an awkward moment. Yeah. Cause it was sad and then it wasn't really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I have for my funny. Really great stuff. Most of that stuff I also um mentioned. Um so oh my god. 
Okay, the one thing that you didn't mention in yours that made me laugh, and I'm sure you're, oh my gosh. So at this point, um, Ken is basically hiding out somewhere. He gets chased by one of the kids that's turned into one of these monsters, zombies, whatever you want to call it. And he's like, the kid is like laying on the ground. He's mouthing words. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go up and see what he's saying. The, the tone, I was not expecting the voice that came out. And I know it's supposed to be scary. I know it's tension to be creepy, but it came out like, let me see if I can replicate it. Hold on. It was Here like, we go. help me, help me. It was just like a mini person. It yeah. was like a mini person's voice. And I laughed both times I watched them because I rewatched it yesterday. Both times I laughed because he was just like, help me, help me. Mm-hmm. It was like help a baby. Oh. Literally sounded like a baby. And I oh, know man. it was just, I just wasn't prepared because I'm like, okay, it's going to sound like a like a demon. It's going to sound like, nope, mm-hmm. it sounded like a little baby. And I laughed mm-hmm. instantly. Which was the crazy part because he was supposed to be, what, 15 or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like a football player size, yeah. like they described this to be like a big kid. And he's like crying for his mom. He's like, yeah. mommy, help me. <laughs> and like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I laugh because yeah. I'm the worst. Um, and then I, I mean, also it's weird and creepy. It was just unexpected. Because how? Like there is no way, and they're saying it. There's no way that voice could be coming from that kid. Like yeah. that was weird. Yeah, and weird it's not virus. explained. We don't talk about it. Okay. Anyway, I'm talking about it. <laughs> My last funny was when the guy, because at the beginning when he first uh, signs into the radio station, he's just like, "Yo, like." The question of the day is when do you call like 911? When does it become an emergency? And then someone calls in about like there being a 912 number, <laughs> like for stuff that's like not quite, you know, it's like mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just laughed because it's like working, you know, live TV, live radio. You're going to get like random people like that and you just yep. kind of have to work with Roll with the punches. <laughs> yep. 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 And he handled it very professionally. Um, and yeah the arabians were definitely most of my notes as well i think that's all i have for funny um let's hop into cool what'd you find cool about this movie yeah man uh the opening sequence was really cool it's just a bunch of rambling very confusing Mm -hmm. rambling and it's kind of like uh i don't know how to describe it it's like what you would imagine when you see those memes of people being high and they just have high thoughts but it just goes totally off the rails and you you're like how did we get here what are we even talking about anymore Mm -hmm. and that's the point of the movie that is Mm -hmm. literally the point of the movie so it starts out with them you know describing the town and why it's called Pontypool and then breaking down the word Ponty meaning this, pool meaning that, coming from this, coming from that. And eventually it just, you get to a point where the words don't matter anymore and it doesn't make sense. And that's the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start you off with that. So they kind of want you to be confused coming into the movie, mm-hmm. possibly to even protect you from the virus that is the movie. Mm-hmm. Um 
so that was that was really interesting because it's all just like voice it's all audio you don't um see anything other than like an uh, like a wave file so that's great uh the fact that's canadian horror is great Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm like okay international a with the horror all right maple leaves and all that you guys are out here look at you giving being spooky Mm -hmm. uh the station setup uh seeing how the live radio works for a small town um i thought that was really cool they really had to make it look like they were working a radio station and i feel like they succeeded with that especially because it doesn't look like this had a very large budget um you know it worked because it doesn't why would that kind of station have a large budget so Mm -hmm. they didn't need glitz and glamour they weren't trying to dress it up they're like look this is a rundown station in a rundown town and we just do what we can and that's what the movie was and it was very simple and straightforward but it also showed uh you know every step of how they find out what's going on in the town and deliver that to the people via radio um so i thought that was really dope reminds me of the podcast welcome to night vale that's another Mm -hmm. note that i had um, Welcome to Night Vale was probably the first podcast that I ever listened to ever. Oh, nice. Actually, nice. so um, yeah, some years back, I, I stumbled upon it on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, this is really captivating. It's like an audio drama that's just, mm-hmm. it's this DJ, this radio DJ that's in a weird town where weird things are happening and he's just doing his best to report on all of it. And that's exactly what this gives. So if you remember Welcome to Night Vale, um, I think you would enjoy this because this is Mm. literally a movie version of it, but worse. It's more horrific, I think, than the zany uh, sci-fi things that were happening in Night Vale. Uh, Way more life-threatening and way more confusing to understand. Yeah. also um mentioning the cat pictures and the cat's name is honey which is a term of endearment so some backstory Mm. on this virus um they get a random radio uh like someone takes over their station to deliver a message randomly Mm. um and they deliver it and yeah they deliver it in french and uh they're basically saying a list of rules to stay alive but nobody knows what's going on at this point so it's hard to understand until later in the movie it's like oh that's what they're talking about so they're saying don't use terms of endearment like honey sweetie baby things Mm -hmm. like that um, because it allows the virus to attack you faster don't speak english was one of the things and i like that we have rules in here i know we talked about that previously because it helps you to understand things it's not like this uh all knowing uh indestructible Mm -hmm. thing there's a way to stay alive and to beat it uh but it very much helps for if you're bilingual in some way because it this thing attacks the language (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know sign language i know american sign language and i i know enough of I know enough pieces of different languages 
to put together sentences, even if I have mm-hmm. to do part of it in Russian, part of it in French, <laughs> part of it in Spanish. Yes. So I'll I'll figure out how to say something. Yeah. Um, and then you can also Google, I think, but I don't even know because it doesn't seem to attack you if you're writing things. God, but, so typing out stuff would be. Yeah, because they were like, writing on notepads yeah. and they're fine, and writing on walls and they're fine. So it attacks the language, attacks words. It it kind of latches onto a word to try to understand the word. And then you end up, it it just takes over your brain entirely from there. Mm -hmm. So it it attacks you through the English language. Uh, Mm -hmm. So speaking English is essentially uh, deadly. (laughs) So um, the radio, the start of their day was this missing cat story and the cat's name is honey so they essentially started the apocalypse by opening the Mm. the day talking about this old lady's missing cat named honey Mm. and they keep repeating the name honey the missing cat honey honey like they keep wow i didn't notice that so yeah so they essentially screwed everyone from there because everyone that listened to it Mm -hmm. and heard the name honey could have gotten um infected so that's cool the fact that it's a valentine's day movie is cool yeah Um, you're right yeah so if you're looking for a cute movie to watch with your (laughs) honey on valentine's day because it's worse because people on valentine's day just use terms of endearment and that's you're not supposed to uh and i think it's because those words uh carry so much feeling Mm -hmm. yeah they carry so much weight but then at the same time they don't mean what they're supposed to mean so then it's Mm -hmm. like why are those words Mm -hmm. banned you know Mm -hmm. because honey isn't the same as honey from a B, it's, yeah, yeah. It, you're using it endearingly so you know it's it there's a lot of questions there a lot of questions I like uh Dr. Mendez's presence in the movie as well I thought mm-hmm. that was just a cool character to throw in there the way he entered the movie through a window yeah, it's just, uh, he just came in and she was like excuse me and he <laughs> just had so much information yeah. and like I gotta why tell somebody I gotta- know so many things um, but he happened to make his way to the radio station and he's sharing his side and all of this is happening in real time and it's just crazy it's literally watching an episode of welcome to night bill and i love it so much but i'm like how did he escape his office because there's literally yeah, a mob outside he of said he office. was crawling yeah he, he was crawled crawling. i was like it's snowing you're not wearing gloves okay yeah okay. yeah it's <laughs> Canada's cold. Okay. Like his whole coming into the movie and leaving the because he left the way he came in through a window. Yeah. And <laughs> like shouting. And I, I know he kind of like he was a martyr um and tried to lead the herd away from him from from the station so that they could figure out what's going on and save people through another announcement, but yeah, I just thought his whole presence was just really fascinating and cool. Um, very interesting character to write. And that's what I have for my cool. Very good. Very good. And I don't think I have anything 
to add in addition to cool for my notes, but IMDB has some lovely cools for us to point out. So um, Pontypool was produced as both a motion picture and as a radio play. So it's funny because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this would be great as a play as well. Um, but yeah, it was as a radio play. Um, so it was um, influenced by Orson Welles' War of the Worlds as well, which was a radio play back in the day. Um, and the radio play is about an hour long uh, as opposed to the 95 minutes, which I think is a great running time for this kind of content. Yeah. Um, so because there's it makes sense, too, because they're not they're not live the entire time in the movie. There's a lot of it where they're not you know talking on the radio so i feel like if you just take the parts where they are live you have i think like, i would really enjoy the radio time. play more i think yeah. i i think i would um enjoy the radio play and i'm not a huge radio drama person either like when i listen to podcasts it's definitely more like interviews or like scary stories it's not necessarily a radio play um but i think i would enjoy listening to this um also, this was based on a novel called Pontypool Changes Everything. Um, so keep on a lookout for that. We need to make a playlist of yeah, like all the movies we cover that are based off of books. Yeah, um, and it's a trilogy, I believe, too. Mm-hmm, there's yeah. three books. Yeah. So, so I, I'd like to read it. Yeah. As Start well. Gore Friends Book Club. Gorgon yes, Book can Club. we do that? I And I'm trying to read more? Okay. Right. I support this journey for Gorgon us. Book Club, chapter week, minimum. Yes okay yeah. okay keep on the lookout for that you guys um our main characters are married in real life uh grant and sydney uh they're married in real life which is pretty cool and there is a real place called pontypool it's located in Can- ontario canada and it's located one hour northeast of toronto uh so if you guys want to really visit pontypool i do it's a real place i know Let's you do <laughs> Um, so that's all the clues that I have to contribute. Uh, next up would be the spooky spooks, the scary. What creeped you out about this? Um, so the opening scene where uh, Grant is driving in the snowstorm, it's so freaking dark. It's so dark. He doesn't even see it. You can't even see that woman running up on his car until she's at the window and it's so creepy to me. Yeah. Um, I don't like advanced darkness. Yep. I was just thinking say. about that. Yep. Advanced darkness. <laughs> Roland's no. Roland's no. SpongeBob said this is advanced darkness. Yeah. That darkness um, where you can't see like five feet in front of you. Like that's dork. <laughs> yeah. Um, even less than that. I don't know. It's like, it's scary. I don't yeah. know how people can. I, I'm sure you guys adapt and get by fine. You guys got yeah, we're spoiled in California, Los Angeles specifically. We're uh, very spoiled with light. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, yo, I can't. If I can't see, it ain't for me. Um, and it's cold on top of that. But then, mm-hmm. like the, I felt like that lady was kind of a jump scare too. She was. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, that's a little startling, um, especially if you've never seen it before. Uh, even me telling you about it, you'll have no idea when it's coming up, even though you see Grant in his car and you're like, oh, story said this part is going to be a jump scare and you're still not going to know when it's going to happen. Like there's no build up to the jump scare. Yeah. It just happens. Uh, there's no three point 
thing like you know usually there's a, a three-point shot thing where it's like they're gonna keep drawing attention to that window until something's there nope it just happens yeah <laughs> and I thought that was very clever because it's so quiet out there um and the lighting in that scene is really interesting um it almost looks like a comic book uh movie with like uh neutrals like there's not a lot mm-hmm. of saturation mm-hmm. in it it's mm-hmm. like missing color almost mm-hmm. uh it's just very interesting um also uh ken describing what's happening i thought was really scary like if you're let's say you're at home and you get a phone call from a friend and they're describing that they're outside and like all these crazy things are happening like you're going to be afraid for them but you're also scared because you're at like your job or or stuck in a building somewhere and you have loved ones you can't contact and yeah like you're just getting everything from them firsthand because nobody else in the world knows exactly what's going on they're looking to you to figure out what's going on and you don't know so your only reliable source is like in the thick of it and scared Mm -hmm. and trying to survive and then Ken dies and it's like great now how are we gonna know what's going on nobody's calling in anymore because everybody else is either dead or trying to survive and then they um had the list of people that died and how mm. they died um, I'm gonna bring that up again in my visuals but it's just like wow it happens so fast because all this is happening in like real time and it happens so it escalated so quickly yeah. from the time that he got into the station to like the middle of the movie like most of the town half the town was either dead or and the rest are like diseased and yeah. killing people or like becoming part of this large herd of people. Um, also, uh, the scene with Laurel Ann for starting to forget words and meanings gradually, and eventually she starts imitating the kettle. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't like no, that I, at all. No. <laughs> Not a fan of that at all. No. Um, and God, that she's such a good actress, Laurel Georgina Riley. Cause it start you saw the frustration on her face when she said something. Mm-hmm. And then she had to repeat, like she kept repeating the same word because it's like she couldn't find another the other words to say that she what she wanted to say. So she was like no that's not like you see it on her face the frustration and they're like hey just take a break and like and she's like no like you see her searching for words but the only word that's coming out is this one word and it's it has nothing to do with what she wants to say Um, I think it was in regards to Grant it was like Grant Massey is missing or something because Sydney ends up saying oh he's in the recording studio and she's oh, just yeah. like oh she missing yeah oh she was yeah she was trying to mention the cat because she figured mm. it out she was actually the first person to figure out what was going on in like the first 15 or so minutes of the movie and then she got got by the by the virus and so it's like damn she was gonna say oh my god it's the tell grant it's the missing Mm. missing 
Grant is missing, missing, yeah. and like she kept repeating mm. missing, but mm-hmm. she, she was trying to say the missing cat. And, you know, because mm. they heard the, she was the one that translated the message yep, that yep, came yep. through in French. So she figured out what the message point. was trying to say, but she couldn't get it out by then because it was too late because she had that aha and that understanding. And it's understanding that gets gotten by the virus, apparently. If only she communicated it in French. But um, yeah, those, that's all I have for my my scaries. Good stuff. Um, I have some stuff to mention as well. If you guys are wondering what kind of horror movie this is, it is um like besides the one jump scare in the beginning, it's not like super intense. Like there are, if you guys are like sensitive to like blood and stuff, like there is some things. Yeah, when it's, it's, Earl a little and, gory. It's, it's a little gory. bit like. Um, just I a, say it's, it's like, like more situational horror. Yeah, it's definitely it's more situational because uh, there's blood when Laurel Ann like becomes a monster. She like bangs herself against the glass, which is that was intense. Um, mm-hmm. That I'll mention that as my scary first off because you're watching someone you care about like not in their right state of mind. You just see them slowly descending into madness like that. <sighs> my heart aches. Um, and then being quarantined at work. <laughs> Imagine yes. being at the office or being at your job and being like, well, there's a thing. We have to be stuck here because of stuff that's going on outside. Like I my and God. Sydney had kids. Yeah. With their dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So very scary situation in regards to that. But I agree. This is definitely more situational horror. horror. So if you guys are like sensitive to jump scares or gore, like you guys should be good with this movie um because there's not much of that going on here um and then you have like the little arabian kid girl like little creature being terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's ridiculous as well um but like i said not super intense um in regards to scary stuff um but yeah just the whole situation is just horrifying and just witnessing it all um like being in this radio station and everything, you're kind of just getting relayed messages as to everything. And also when uh, BBC calls, it's like, oh, is it true, X, Y, Z? And then they're just like, we don't know what's going on. And BBC is just like, okay, so it's confirmed. They know nothing of what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> so that kind of made me laugh about that. <laughs> about it. They're like, oh, is it like a, a terrorist thing? And like, riots and and whatever they're trying to paint a negative picture mm-hmm. and make it about like something that it wasn't, wasn't yeah and they're like no we we need help we don't know what's going like send help like yeah they were just guys- putting them on display basically it wasn't yeah. an intention to help them it was just putting them on display which was annoying um but that's pretty much it that i have for scary here um so let's let's hop into acting and visuals. Do you have any notes in regards to that? Of course. So um I like that uh, when they're shooting scenes that are like supposed to be dark, um, everything is dark except for the things we're supposed to see. So people and objects really stand out and are well lit in dark scenes. Um and it's like nothing else around it exists, uh, which I think is really cool and interesting. It looks cool, like the lady popping up uh, out of the darkness and, you know, going up to the car. Um, 
Mazzy's radio voice. <laughs> I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Um, the going back to the obituaries, um, showing the victims in black and white, and like I also wrote that. As yeah, well. um, I thought that was really interesting. They do a lot of uh, removing saturation in this movie, um, which I. I thought was a cool choice because it, it kind of goes back into how there's just nothing around here. There's nothing here. Um, but also the color is, is missing from them. The life is missing from them, I guess you could say. Uh, so I thought that was shot in a really cool way. He was reading, um, you know, so-and-so has been killed by the hands of so-and-so. And usually it's like, someone was killed by their family members so it'd be like oh like how do you get all this information by the way like Like, yeah i think uh like because i was like how would they know all these details by who killed who and all that stuff the police uh are out there trying to answer as many calls as possible Mm -hmm. while they were still able to Mm because this was still kind of early in the movie um so they're you know, probably answering calls and, and reports and going out there and call like reporting back to the radio station because it's a small town. So they're not going to keep it a secret for very long, probably. Um, so, yeah, that was that was hard to listen to. But also, I just love the way it was done. Yeah. Um, you guys should watch it just for that scene. Alone, yeah. Honestly, it's really well yeah. done um overall i really appreciated the editing the sound design was so crispy which it had to be because it's literally about a radio show Mm -hmm. um it takes place in a radio station so the sound had to be nice and crispy it's a very quiet movie um so i i don't have any notes regarding a score or anything like that but the quiet is even very unsettling um, and then when it's not quiet, you, you're hearing people's voices. And that's also, depending on the scene, can be very unsettling. So I just thought it's a very different movie. And it was done nicely. And the acting was great on all counts. Good stuff. And yeah, I want to add that acting was pretty decent. I did enjoy it. Um, and there was a score in the movie and I wasn't a fan of it because it did come off really kind of like campy at times in my opinion i think they could have did well without a score to be honest um but in terms of um acting yeah uh georgina riley definitely highlight i think love her character and in terms of another um part i thought was cool was when there's a point where they who is it it's sydney and she says something while like a door is open and she she hears like the people on the outside mimicking her and i thought that was like creepy but also like i don't i thought it was kind of cool at the same time (laughs) the way it was executed yeah i liked how it how it was done for sure um and then as for visuals i have nothing to add I, i i pretty much said the same things that you mentioned in your your take of it um so nothing add there so we can just hop into f-ups yeah they did f-up so 
uh sydney so the little girl from lawrence and the arabians uh she was playing her her name that day was farage and um <laughs> that day <laughs> yeah sydney didn't listen to grant when he was telling her that farage was glitching Mm, and, yep. Yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, whatever. He was like, no, I think there's something. Farage, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong with that kid? What's wrong yeah, with you? It, it was one of those things like, are we not going to talk about it? And Grant was like, <laughs> yo, we need to talk about it. And Sydney was like, we're not going to talk about it. It's fine. Um, and so I'm like, that's enough. But then Sydney kept telling Grant to end conversations because she can't make sense of it. Um, Mm -hmm. so like people would call in and Mm -hmm. they were saying things that right off the bat might not make sense to someone but like me personally watching it I was like this makes sense in context for what's going on but Sydney was like oh they're just rambling oh they're it's a prank call and it's like no it's not a prank call they're not just rambling they're telling you what's happening Mm -hmm. and you don't want to process it Mm -hmm. yeah um and they were okay i thought this was probably the biggest effort of the movie they're literally told exactly what to do yeah in mm-hmm. french but they mm-hmm. were literally told exactly literally. what to word for word told but <laughs> to be given instructions and they did not follow the instructions they spent so much time trying to yeah. figure out they what just was totally going forgot on those instructions like yeah Yeah, that was very frustrating instructions you literally were told what to do in french and i don't understand why you can't just like replay that message and and i agree i don't know um and then sydney kept a lot of these are sydney sydney kept uh calling her kids terms of endearment so she mm. finally got to talk to her kids mm. on the phone at this point dr mendez is already in the station and they're hiding and um they know what the do's and don'ts at this point she calls her kids and she's like hey sweetie hey honey yeah hi, yeah hi, saying all the words all honey, the loving words sweetie, honey and then it's valentine's day so everybody's probably calling each other terms of endearment yeah but it, it was just like so repetitive with her mm-hmm. i'm like why 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 not why listening. do you not understand sydney why mm-hmm. sydney do you not understand also sydney getting drunk i'm like you know drunk yeah. people can't be quiet you know you're gonna want to talk <laughs> why are you doing this so she got drunk because she she had to kill Farage so she felt like she killed the kid and she's like mourning and grieving that and she's like I'm a mother I'm a parent like I just killed you know someone's kid and um you know Grant's like you had to to survive like literally she was trying to kill you like and she's just not handling any of this well she's like the person you don't want on your team in the event of a a zombie apocalypse because she cannot keep her shit together yeah um the whole first half of the movie she was in denial and then the whole second half she was intoxicated Mm -hmm. and crying so i'm like okay she pulled it together at the very end uh which i'm so glad she did to redeem her character and kudos to the actress for being 
so good at delivering Sydney that she pissed me off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sydney was like the biggest F up of the movie because she just made so many mistakes. Um, and yeah, that's all I, I have. Awesome. My only thing to add to that is, which I'm surprised you didn't mention, but literally the cops were like, don't go outside. It's unsafe. And Grant's like, I'm gonna go outside. Like, <laughs> oh, was like yes, I'm gonna yes. go outside. And everyone was like, dude, like, why? He, he like, panicked. He panicked. So he went he, outside. He, he and at this point, there. like the monsters or whatever hadn't found them yet. So it was just like, yo, don't bring any attention to us and he goes outside he's just standing there he's like oh it's just a you know a snowy day and then laurel ann's like look over there dude like they're, they're coming and they have to close the door because the people ended up like yeah seeing them like literally i don't think they, they would have been ambushed station yeah, yeah because of that so that yeah, was a big f true. up as well that's true, that's true. i <laughs> Very did big i did miss that one but yeah Grant did very frustrating ups of the movie. Yeah, that in addition to yes, them not replaying the tape that was very like it took them so long to not speak English is what like it's like Mm -hmm. you guys just what was the point of I don't know from a writing I'm like why even bring that in if the characters are just gonna ignore it anyway. Yeah. Um, like they kind of just came to the realization on their own essentially and i'm like what's the point of even having that in there if the characters are just going to do their own thing yeah um so yeah that's pretty much besides what you mentioned i think that's all that f-ups i had as well i also mentioned uh this could have been really bad but what's his face the helicopter dude ken going near the body i'm like you could have got yeeted dude like right then because he heard the kid you know talking he's like i'm gonna go up and see what he and everyone's like dude don't approach yeah. don't approach he it should have stayed hidden the entire time and he didn't yeah yeah and he got caught um rip and that's all i have for f ups as well um so let's hop into the i guess the seriousness of this so what what makes it a horror movie and what are the themes for you story um it's a viral horror movie so you have a disease that's taking over um it seems like it, it by the end of the movie they kind of give you an update that seems to like be spreading or like they try quarantining Pontypool um to contain it mm-hmm. um but yeah you you don't know how viral this thing is and if it's going to be like worldwide Mm -hmm. um i imagine it would be if it's able to get out of pontypool which seems to be a very small place Mm -hmm. um so yeah you have you know that and the the gore and you know this is like if you guys remember the movie the crazies um it's like causing people to kind of rampage yeah and kill people um in very gruesome ways so uh and they just ramble they like they just they're like parrots they just repeat things Mm -hmm. that they hear over and over trying to find the a way to understand it looking for the definition of it and the person's brain that the virus is taking over uh the themes uh, I have a couple of, of options for themes because you know themes are my jam, you guys. Yep. You know it's mm-hmm. my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have the world doesn't make sense. 
um, or life doesn't make sense. That could be a theme. Um, trying to make sense of it will drive you crazy. Um, or And it's okay to be confused and to not know things. Mm. Um, I think that is kind of along the lines of what the themes could be and the fact that words are are simply words and they don't have to have they have as much weight and meaning to them as you give it yeah you know so I think that mm-hmm. uh that's that pretty kind much of the, like my thing too yeah yeah I think those are that's kind of along the lines of, of what they're trying to say because yeah. if you look at the characters like they're all pretty unhappy mm-hmm. in life um grant's not happy with his life he seems like he's like kind of a washed up radio host still trying to you know be a star and he gets carried away and has to be rolled back in and then you have sydney who's divorced um the kids are with their dad it seems and she doesn't seem very happy she she seems like she's settled in life Mm -hmm. and then you have laurel ann who's a military vet she's young and now she's working in this radio station as like an intern or something like it's just out of everyone she seemed the most satisfied yeah she (laughs) seems the most satisfied but at the same time it's like why are you here like in ponzi yeah yeah um so it, it seems like everyone was kind of like had their thing had their baggage and and mm-hmm. life just is that way sometimes it just doesn't make sense and um trying to make sense of everything and find reason and purpose and definition and everything will just like drive you crazy eventually mm-hmm. i agree yeah. i agree um and yeah totally agree with your uh what makes it a horror movie situational horror like we mentioned being stuck at work (laughs) when things are (laughs) popping off uh is my main like thing it's you know that fear of not being able to get to your loved ones in an emergency situation uh very anxiety inducing for sure um and then yeah as for themes i said uh words what did i write specifically i write i wrote that there's danger in words um i i know certain people that get weird when you're like oh you know watch your language like when it comes to swear words and stuff and i've heard people respond with oh it's just words and i'm like okay but you say that but there's certain words that do have a meaning behind mm-hmm. them that aren't good so you can't sit here and say oh well it's just words because i'm like sure if i said a certain word to you you would be offended by it um so yeah my main thing is that uh there can be danger in words sometimes um, mm-hmm. And like you said, there can be um, the words only hold as weight as much weight as you give it. Um, and I totally agree with that. Like, I think that's a great way to put it um, 100%. But yeah, that's pretty much like my theme in regards to you're the theme queen. Um, as oh, we all realize on the show. Queen. Theme queen. Oh, theme queen. <laughs> uh, so let's wrap up this episode with the relationship status of this okay so i've gone back and forth on this after seeing it a couple of times um it's not it's not a movie that i feel like i need to see frequently 
Um, I'm fine with uh, just seeing seeing it occasionally and like I but you know I feel like because maybe it's because I value words so much and I'm a writer I feel like Mm -hmm. this is a great movie for writers it's a Mm -hmm. great movie Mm -hmm. for people that love words Mm -hmm. um and it's a great motivator for learning another language yeah (laughs) I feel like I would buy this movie to have in my collection just like throw on occasionally it's a very chill movie it's not Mm -hmm. too intense it's a valentine's day horror but also you could add it to your halloween list for like a a chill watch to kind of kick off the season um with some with a slow burn um so i say um i say that i'll I'll say that we're we're in like a long distance relationship you know like we don't see each other as often as other couples but like there's a love and appreciation there and then when we do link up it's always a good time um and it's nice to talk about it with other people so it's one of those things that like you'll want to introduce this movie to like your friends and family and be like look isn't this interesting it's canadian (laughs) it's It's from canada um it speaks a little french and um it's it's gonna make you think it's an intelligent Mm -hmm. movie um and it makes me want to read the books too to learn more about it I do want more content from this uh and the ending was a little confused that scene that random scene at the end yeah with Sydney and Grant um it's like what is that yeah um so yeah I want to read it and, and see if that's something that's from the books for sure um in terms of how I feel about it, I think, I think your word of intelligent movie is a great way to put it. Like I would not <laughs> refer this to people. Like if you're into like like slash like heavy slashes like Halloween, you know, Insidious, Indies, like that kind like of you're stuff. You're looking for a jump scare. This is this is not. Horror. It's an intelligent horror. Yeah, and I would even say art because. You know, it follows is like art, like in terms of visually, art's like it follows is like up there visually. Like even this movie, it's like just the 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 writing of it is just intelligent. And I think if you know what you're getting into, like I said, if you're a writer and you want to find something that like kind of speaks to you on a horror level, this might be for you. Um, not it's necessarily a brain teaser. <laughs> it's a brain teaser because I barely understand it still, and I've watched it twice. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad movie. It doesn't make the movie a bad movie. It's just something that I don't understand. I'm not big brain apparently. Um, so yeah, I think if you know what you're getting into, you're going into a slow burn that is gonna pick your brain a little bit. I you will probably you should give it a shot. I will say you you should give it a shot if you know what you're getting into. Um, I wouldn't refer this. I wouldn't, you know, lend this out to people like, hey, you should watch this <laughs> and have people hate me. Like, what was that? <laughs> um, so I will say I'm glad that I watched it. I would say this is kind of like a 
this is a person that I went out like a person that you go out with and they're like kind of like the stoner vibe and like makes you think and like just make you have like intellectual conversations when you're high. That's yeah, this person. I agree, totally. If this person was a movie, it would be a stoner dude that's like, yo, so that words. reads a lot. A stoner <laughs> that reads a lot. Yep. And be like, yep. yo, but what are words anyway? Like, yep. what do they who decides what they mean? <laughs> that's that's if this movie was a person. What if I just make my own language right now, bro? And I just make up words and tell you what they mean. And you're just going to believe me. And you're just going to start using them the way I do. Because that's what I said. Like, with, with our words. Like, that's Ponty Fool. That, if that was a person. So if, you're, if that's your type. <laughs> if that person is your type, go for it. You're going to love yeah. it. You're going to love it. Yeah. Um, but as for me, not so much. I'm like, that was an experience. <laughs> yeah um but yeah that is ponty pool uh if you guys want to check this out i when i rewatched it it wasn't available to rent i had to like do oh actually it was on youtube for free but when i watched it on youtube the subtitles were not like the french subtitles were not popping up unfortunately so if you want to check it out try searching the internet see what pops up um it was came it came up for amc like the streaming amc service on amazon um Sorry, I can't help you guys more. It's kind of, it's obscure, apparently, on the yeah, internet. I'm, I'm not even sure anymore. That's why I'm like, just buy it. Like, that's only if you're into, like, collecting, like, unique horror movies. Yeah. I would, purely for that, I would purchase it because it's hard to explain to people and you just have to show them. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to show than to tell. And so if you're into collecting things um, like that and you like having just interesting movies in your library that you might not watch all the time but it's worth owning so that when you do want to watch it it's readily available it's Mm -hmm. one of those for sure for sure um but that's pretty much it i'm gonna end we forgot to do this in our previous episode but some slight businessy stuff so if you guys want to reach out to us uh feel free to reach out on facebook instagram twitter at gorefriends we also have an email account which is gorefriendspodcast at gmail.com we love getting recommendations from you and kind words from you guys um and all the support um we do have a patreon that's still up and running we have one five and ten dollar tiers um we should be up with more content content on the patreon very soon i have some ideas turning in my head in regards to stuff that you guys would like to listen to um rate us on itunes if you guys get the chance uh it really does support the podcast and help us out with um it getting listened to by more people and then we also have a google voice number so if you want to call and leave some kind words from us or a recommendation we will listen to it and really appreciate it because you guys are amazing 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 um but yeah you guys are great uh so you have anything to close out with anything you want to say thanks for still rocking with us and let let us know if you've seen ponty pool when we post about it um let's talk Story wants to talk about it. Please reach I, out I might to her. hop on IG live after this episode drop just to see <laughs> who's seen it and like get some opinions. Uh, because yeah. I I'm interested in hearing other points of views or if you guys just agree with what we said, that's cool too. Um, but yeah, thank you for rocking with us and and stay tuned for the next one, y'all. Yeah, thank y'all you for you. listening. See you later, you guys. Bye. Bye.